Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. In France, uh, the government looking to change the retirement age. And there are millions protesting that idea right now. Massive protests in the streets. Just like the United States, France has a big math problem. Too many people are retiring. Too many people are collecting Social Security. In, you know, in France, they call it the government pension. So France and the, and the United States, we're running out of money to fund these programs. They need to make major changes. And the French are having heart attacks over well, this. Well, they're having none of it. I read one report that a million people had poured into the streets, that there has been strikes, that flights are getting canceled into uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, that garbage collectors are on strike, um, utility workers are on strike, train drivers are walking off the job. So it is just crippling that country. Now, you had a conversation just before the show with the ABC News reporter who was, who was there. Yeah, Inez de la Catera is in Paris right now, and I, I asked her to, to help set the scene. What are you seeing? Hey, that's right. Yes, so we're seeing, I mean, massive protests around the country, not just here in Paris, but really around France. Uh, there were over 260 protests uh, held yesterday. Uh, over a million people participated. The way these protests work, um, they're, they're rolling strikes. So it's, it's people who go on strike. And as they're on strike, they also participate in these protests. At the end of every day, they decide the unions uh, vote on whether to extend the strike uh, another day. And um, yesterday, they did decide to extend it into Wednesday, so today. Um, and the concern is that these strikes could go on for a while. So uh, you know, they, they've really brought the country to a standstill. Uh, trains that were stopped, uh, subways, you know, public transportation flights are delayed, um, schools are closed, and even uh, the, the energy supply has been affected. They've blocked fuel from reaching French refineries. So, you know, I think that the country can can um, withstand that for a couple of days. But the fear is that if this continues on for several days and weeks, uh, that it could really be a problem for the French economy. What's the proposal so the French uh, president, Emmanuel Macron, is looking to reform pensions and specifically looking to up the retirement age from 62 to 64. Um, and that is really, you know, workers are outraged. Unions are outraged. The unions here are very powerful. They're very organized. Uh, so they are you know, determined to take to the streets for as long as it takes to get the government to budge here. Um, but on the flip side, the French government has shown no indication that it is going to backtrack on, on this plan to raise the retirement age. They're arguing that uh, there's just not enough money to, to pay for, for people's pensions, um, that, that uh, you know, people are, are living longer, um, the, the birth rate is down, and um, they actually released, the government released um, an official forecast showing that, uh, you know, should the, the pension system not be reformed, uh, that the, the, uh, the whole system would go into deficit in the long term, that it's going to be okay in the short term, but in the long term, it will be a problem. When you talk about pensions. Is this essentially our social security system? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the, the, the equivalent, the French equivalent. 
So is that typical? Is 62 the age where uh, the typical French retires and they start collecting these pensions? Yeah. And so, you know, I think one of the arguments that's being made by the government, they're pointing to other countries, neighboring countries like Spain and Germany, where the retirement age is, you know, between 65 and 67. And the French government is pointing to that and saying we're at 62. That's, you know, still a few years off and we should get in line with those uh, countries. I should point out also, it's not like they're going to be changing it drastically from one day to the next. This increase from 62 to 64 would be over several years. So they're going to gradually increase uh, the age. Um, You know, if you were to talk to unions and workers, that's their concern that this um, could just be the the beginning of the end, kind of, and that if they raise it once, they could raise it um, further down the road to, like you say, 65, 67. So um, I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing so much uh, resistance and and so many so many people taking to the streets. What happens if these unions uh, continue and start stretching this strike uh, out into not just mere days but weeks and and longer? Yeah, which they very well could, right? Because this is a rolling strike. So they have, uh, you know, they, again they they vote on these uh, strikes at the end of every day. They decide whether to extend the strikes. And so last night they decided to extend it into today. We'll see if later today they decide to extend it into tomorrow, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a real concern that this could go on for a while. I mean, that's their goal is to put as, as much pressure as possible on the government. And if this goes on for weeks and, and, and months, I mean, if you think about just the fact that they were blocking fuel from getting to French refineries, if that goes on for several days, that's really going to have an impact on everyday citizens and on the economy. And, um, you know, that could be really problematic. In their view, it'll be a win in that it'll put all the more pressure on the French government to, to at least come to the negotiating table and engage in conversations with them. From what you've been able to observe and see, what is the temperature of these protests? Have they become violent or is there uh, escalated emotions? What is what's going on? Yeah, that's a great point. So in France, protests do have a tendency of turning kind of violent. We remember the yellow vest protests. Those were certainly, you know, pretty much uh, I mean, quite violent. Uh, pretty much every time they took to the streets, it, it turned into clashes with police officers. In this case, they haven't been so uh, so so bad, so violent. Um, yesterday was mostly peaceful. Some maybe small clashes with police officers, but um, nothing nothing major. So we'll see if that changes. Um, if things escalate, uh, there's certainly a lot of passion in the streets. You know, people chanting and yelling and and making a lot of noise. Um, but so far, they've been mostly peaceful. Uh, we'll see if it stays that way. Inez de la Catera, thank you for joining us from Paris. Thank you. Dave, you spoke to her just before the show and recorded that. Uh, so we got an idea of that. She's with ABC News, of course, um, about what's going on in Paris as workers strike and then they pour into the streets and protest, upping the retirement age for the government pension, which is kind of like saying our Social Security yeah. from 62 to 64. Yeah, 64 years old. Now, if you're asking yourself, oh, what's, what's the life expectancy for the average French person? It's about 82 years old. Mm. Women live to 85. Guys live till they're 80. You know, averages out to about 82. To give you an idea, that that is 30 years of retirement, 30 years of collecting mm. a pension on average. So that's why they're running out of money. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, like Social Security. You said something off the top of the show that struck, piqued my interest um, when we were in the throes of the launch, something to do with... Um, it's not just you saying that, you know, 
France has a, a math problem and America has a math problem with our own Social Security system. It's the Social Security Administration yeah. admitting it has a math problem. Yeah, it's the website. Let me read it to you. Benefits are now expected to be payable until 2037. So okay. 14 years from now, that's when the trust fund will be exhausted. They are very clear. There are 50 million Americans collecting Social Security right now. 150 million of us are paying into the system Mm -hmm. to support those 50 million Americans. Once those funds are gone, then you no longer have a chunk of money that you can draw from. Then it is 100% paid for by taxes. And if it's only covered by taxes and not part of that slush fund that's being used to subsidize, it only covers about three quarters of the promised benefits. So, Debbie, if you if you retire in 14 years, which is probably within the ballpark of when, when you retire, you can expect 75% of your promised benefits in Social Security unless there are changes. Hmm. I wonder what the right age to retire is. I go back to those protests in France that we initially started talking about off the top of this discussion. And you look at, like, I read this account from a worker. She said, I started working at 17. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of us started working at 17. And then at that time, she thought retirement would be 60. And then they bumped it to 62. And then they bumped it to 64. Because their pension program, I mean, assuming that if they delay these retirements and the pay, pension payments, that it's going to kind of shore up this pension account that seems to be ready to collapse because you delay taking benefits. So you leave more money in the pool, so to speak, kind of like Social Security. But what is the right age? I mean, I'd be angry too if the government kept moving the target on me turning 56 in just a few weeks, looking at collecting Social Security at some point, what if they just called me up and said, or sent me a letter and said, oh, now it's 68 or it's 69, now it's 70, and I'm relying on some of that to get me through. You've got to have a runway. You absolutely have to know that if you're going to enact this, and this is what France is doing, they're saying, this isn't going to affect you. We're going to roll this out over several years. But changes need to happen over decades. Okay, so what? Oh, you're, I want to talk about your runway. Okay, can we talk about the runway in about three minutes? I also want to know, Deb, how long do you think you could reasonably work? Like, what's that age? 
obviously 62 years old. There's no way you're quitting at 62 years old. So what's the best age to retire? How long do you think you reasonably could put in a full day's work? 801-575-TALK. 801-575-TALK. Yeah. What is the best age to retire reasonably? Right on the money. Special coverage with Dave and Dejanovic. FDR, 1934, Social Security was born. Because it has become increasingly difficult for individuals to build their own security single-handed, government must now step in and help them lay the foundation stones. We don't believe that you can save money, so we're going to do it for you. (laughs) Ever since then, this has been a fiery topic for politicians. It's been a fiery topic around the dinner table in American homes. Uh, Here was the president. President Biden in the State of the Union address. Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Uh, but then Representative Chris Stewart told us it, it's just unrealistic to do nothing. There is a major math problem with entitlements like Social Security and Medicare. Look at the part of the government budget. 70% of it is Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, and until we're willing to actually look at those programs and say we have to have some reforms on those, we'll never fix this problem. I, I don't know why we can't have a reasonable discussion on this. It, it was what made me absolutely crazy about the little jab that President Biden took in the State of the Union address, where he's like, ah, Republicans want to get rid of Social Security. And Republicans are bending over backwards saying, no, 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 absolutely not. When Let's be honest. Both of you are kind of lying. Of course, Republicans want to do something with Social Security. They are looking at the math problem where it's going to run out of money and they're trying to do something about it. Democrats are pretending like everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. And they know that's not true either. It's very clear that we're going to run out of money. There's a major math problem. So let's have a real adult conversation about what we can do to fix it. So can I just ask the question of our listeners that looms over my head and we talk about what is going on in Washington, D.C. and what is going on with the Social Security pool of money and may it, if it runs out in 2037 and if it doesn't run out in 2037. Here's what I, I often come back to in my own brain. What is the right age to retire? I want to take phone calls on this. 801-575-TALK. What is your perfect retirement age? And in the meantime, we're going to bring on certified financial planner Shane Stewart in just a moment to get his take on the right age to retire. Well, I think there's a couple different questions going on here, Deb, because I I will tell you, what is my perfect age? As early as possible. Like quite quite honestly, if I could retire tomorrow, I would. I'm right. Because I I love the idea of just having my day be mine, that I can pursue every hobby that I want to and hang out with kids, all of that. I love that idea. What I want to know, though, is what? how late could you practically work? Like 62, no problem. 65, no problem. That's how long I'm planning to work, right? 67, whatever. I could probably work until I'm 75, I have no doubt. My mom's 77 right now. I have no doubt my mom could work a full-time job. She's got the energy, Hmm. the smarts, all of that. I have no doubt that I could. I don't want to. 
but I could. Shane, you there? Yes. All right. So what is the best age to retire uh, from a certified financial planner's point of view? Yeah, when when you're financially ready, but that's a pretty complex answer. Yeah. So okay. it really it, yeah, it really has to do with uh um the longer you can wait to retire, the better off you'll be because you're shortening the time that you'll need to use your money in retirement, etc. An interesting phenomenon, however, in the past two decades in the US, full re- or normal retirement age was about 62 for men, 59 for women. That has increased in the past two decades, the average Retirement age for men is 65 in the U.S. and it's 62 for women. Oh, okay. We think that that has has expanded a bit because of the um, things like Social Security. And in fact, in in when it was instituted in 1934, if you were 65, you were expected to live seven years. Now, if you're 65, you're expected to live at least 20, and that's where the the mathematical problem happens with Social Security. It's it wasn't designed to last so long for other people. Interestingly, in 1981, uh, uh, if you can believe it or not, a, a uh, nonpartisan uh, committee got together headed by Alan Greenspan, who wasn't yet the, the chair of the Fed, and they came up with extending the normal retirement age or the full retirement age to 66 or 67. The three of us would be full retirement age of 67 for Social Security. Oh, wow. And that could happen again. That could it, our children could then, you know, have a full retirement age of 68 or 69. And if you look at the original intention, that mm-hmm. would be fair, but it'd be politically a, a tough thing to put out there. Shane, thank you for joining us. Shane Stewart, certified financial planner. Thank you. So, 62 years old uh, for women, 64 for men is what I'm hearing Shane say regarding. Did I hear him right? Regarding the average retirement age in the United States. Yeah. Seems awfully close for both of us. <laughs> let's take phone calls. Uh, let's start off with Barbara in West Valley. Barbara, what do you think? Yes. Um, I took my Social Security when I was 62, and I had went and talked to um, to get some advice. And because I did, my younger sister and I were able to buy a home. Um, I am now 68 years old, and I am still working only part time yeah. to make sure I'm still moving and getting out of getting going. And um, I, between my Social Security and the money that I do make part time, it helps with all the bills. Barbara, I have a I have a question for you. It, not that you want to, but I want to know: Are you capable of working full time? Do you have a, enough health, energy to to keep working, say, forty hours a week? Um. I'm not sure. I walk with the cane because I had messed up my foot slipping on ice a few years ago. And I do get tired, but I do keep going. So I, my average in two weeks is probably about 50 hours, maybe 53 hours at the okay. moment. It sounds like it strikes a good balance for you, Barbara. Thanks for your phone call and your input on that, where you can keep your mind active, get up every morning, or get to a job and interact and it strikes a great balance for you. That's a that's thanks for the insight on that. Well, if she if she's working just under 30 hours a week, you know, 25, 27 hours a week, the leap to full time uh in some places 32 hours is considered full time. That wouldn't be a huge stretch. I think I think we retire because we can, 
not necessarily because our health dictates that. And I think there's a huge difference. You know, like back in the day, farmers didn't retire at 62 years old. They milked those cows until they were 90, till their their dying breath. And I think we've gotten a little bit soft nowadays. We're like, <laughs> 62, I can't work any longer. Right. I'm done. Yeah, I'm going to go buy a cow. Um, all right, here's here's what I learned from when I went and met with my financial folks. And by the way, Shane Stewart is connected to KSL because he is our certified financial planner. We lean on him professionally and personally uh, for advice. And so I fully respect his advice. The other nugget that I got when I went and met, because I have annual meetings just because I'm old. I'm 56, thanks to the texter who reminded me I'm an old broad. Um, here's the deal. <laughs> Literally, said called me an old broad on the text line. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Dave. You signed it, too. Appreciate it. Keep it classy. Here's the good news, Dave. I am going to live to my mid-90s, according to the math that they're doing now um, with the, with the uh, financial planner that I met with. I will likely live to my mid-90s. So I'm middle-aged. And if I retire now or at 62... That is 30 or 35 years of living in retirement. Think about that. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.